Let's get hype. It's the uh, Ohio State game. That wasn't a sufficient enough hyping of it, but uh, that's what you're going to get today. I'm yeah, Mike Schaefer. You had more hype last week for Bethune-Cookman in your voice. Well, it I... We'll ah. deliver on other ends, though, here. I'll work on it. It's technically not Friday because you guys would be in Columbus already at this point. Yes. Doing whatever you're going to be doing in Columbus while I'm just sitting here in Lincoln feeling bad about myself not being invited. For for some reason, we're going to get to Columbus, I believe, at like 9. Eight. We're basically going to run into rush hour traffic in Columbus. We're leaving that early. Yeah, you, t- you uh, texted me 505 flight out of Omaha, and I think... I don't know if I typed O back, but I was just, that was what I was thinking. Oh. Just like sleepy hmm. emoji. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be great. You guys will go through TSA at, what, three in the morning? Yeah. Three in the morning of the day that this podcast is released. So yes. We're, we'll we're be significantly less hypier. Talking into the past at yes. this point. Yes. All right, let's move past your TSA experiences. It's uh, Ohio State week. What does that mean to you, Michael Brunts? Uh, it gives me pause. It it kind of makes me shudder a little bit, but I, I th- this this Ohio State week feels different than past Ohio State weeks. Last year, it felt like we were going to a funeral. This year, not really sure what we're going to, but we're going to find out. It makes me feel. Remember Rocky Three when Clubber Lang says pain. That's what that's what it makes me feel. Um, really? Yeah. Still? Well, I mean, until proven otherwise, that that's about what it is. It, it just feels like. Ohio State is, has that clubber lang pain thing going. Two years ago, Nebraska actually only had one loss, and it, people will forget this, but the college football playoff rankings came out, and Nebraska was ranked in the top ten, even though they had lost to Wisconsin heading to Columbus. And you still felt all week that it was bad things were – I didn't think it was going to be 62-3, to three, but that was not a team that was ready to go there. And, and last year was just – varsity versus freshman team so I, I think it's a different look this year varsity versus freshman but jd spillman had 200 yards in that game they might have been well, uh, he's an impressive freshman they're like they're like thinking about we, we got to move this guy up to jv at least or varsity yeah. jv for jd mm-hmm. is that what you're saying yeah yeah the the ohio state series nebraska's played four games against them and three of those four have largely not been contests. And actually, the the other one started off that way, and it, it ended with Nebraska's greatest comeback and Bo Pelini's first of multiple microphoned and not knowing it moments. So uh, that that Ohio State game just lives on in infamy. It was probably the maybe the most impressive play of an impressive career from Levante David came out of that game too with the the stealing the ball away from Braxton Miller. Yeah, if you ever doubted that one play could occasionally turn a game like 28 points, go to that one and you have your proof that it can. Yeah, I mean, you also need Joe Bowserman coming in. That, that helped. That helped. But uh, that, that Levante play was impressive. And you know that the series hasn't been good when you're going back to 2011 to talk about Nebraska and Ohio State in, in recent memory. But with the teams this year, Ohio State – limped into its bye week they they took an arrow from from purdue after avoiding one from both indiana and minnesota purdue got them so nebraska's catching a team coming off a bye week coming off a loss that has struggled in parts of its game where it is normally very good it's not running the ball well this year or as well as it has in the past they are not stopping the run as well either both both Minnesota and Purdue ran for over five yards of carry. Nebraska running the ball as well as it has all season. 
that to me is maybe the biggest thing to watch in this game. If Nebraska has a chance, they have to exploit Ohio State's run defense because that means that they can move the ball that way. You're less likely to have turnovers, and they can get chunk yardage and, and points. You think you think this is a game? Troy Walters talked about this today. Um, is it possible for Nebraska to put together a, a ten-play drive against Ohio State? Because I, I I think that success is going to come from you know getting those forty-yard gains and, and capitalizing on those. I, I don't see Nebraska being able to just grind out drives against this defense. Uh, you know maybe like that against Minnesota. Um, or, or maybe even a little bit against Northwestern. I think they have to be able to have guys make big plays. I feel like this is a game where when you look at the third down stats on the sheet after the game, Nebraska's got to be like 8 of 15 or eight, you know something like that. And there's got to be like four or five third downs where you're, you're sitting there thinking, okay, they got to get this. It's like third and four or whatever, and they, they just nail them. And it, it, it keeps a drive going. It takes another at least minute and a half off the clock as you go through your next series of downs. They're going to need like four or five just huge third down conversions, I think. And uh, on the other side of it, I mean, they, they have to find a way. I remember two years ago there were some third down opportunities real early in that game where Nebraska's defense, it felt like, was in position to get off the field and made it way too easy for Ohio State. I mean, they have to be able to close the door in this game on third down. Yeah, it's uh, it's imperative that they, they win on third down, but that's where that running game comes in because if they're able to do well on first and second down and they make it easier, you know, it's third and three and you have a multitude of, of options, whether it's J.D. Spielman, whether it's Stanley Morgan, whether it's Divino Zigbo or Martinez just taking off on his own, that's when you can be really dangerous. And if they're able to do these things, it's really going to help them out. Yep, no question. The 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 key to, to me feels like I feel like Nebraska's offense should be able to move the ball against Ohio State or at least piece something together there. Do we think that Nebraska's defense has the stuff to I, I don't think you're going to slow down Ohio State's offense or completely shut them out or stop them, but can they basically stem the tide of, you know, the last two games where Ohio State has scored 16 touchdowns on 22 offensive possessions? Well, they can do better than that, uh, but I don't. I don't like this game at all for Nebraska defense against Ohio State's offense. On paper, it just looks really bad. Dwayne Haskins is very confident throwing the ball. They've got really just talented, speedy weapons at wide receiver, and I, I'm not sold that Nebraska's defensive backs are up to this type of game yet. And that's that's where I, I feel like I feel like this is going to be like. Wisconsin, Nebraska kind of revisited how that game played out earlier this year where, you know, Wisconsin grabbed a lead in the second quarter and then just kind of maintained a 17-point distance throughout. In my head, I kind of picture that kind of game. Yeah, I I think it's a really tough ask for DiCaprio Boodle and Lamar Jackson and that secondary to try to slow down K.J. Hill and Paris Campbell. I mean, those guys are two of the best receivers that they're going to have faced. Dwayne Haskins is by far the best quarterback that they're going to face. It's not like they're going to get a out-of-nowhere pass rush. So it, they're going to have to win in, in coverage, or they're going to have to, to blitz or disguise some things. You can get Dwayne Haskins uncomfortable, and if Ohio State doesn't run the ball that well, which they haven't this year, then he's forced to throw a little bit more. Maybe you can win some of those third mediums, third and longs, 
And and if you're, there's any recipe to Nebraska winning this game, that's where it has to be. I just I have a really tough time. I just envision Paris Campbell on a slant. You know, Nebraska, whether it's Aaron Williams or whether it's Cam Taylor or whoever, just giving them that cushion. Like, you're giving these guys, if you play off the way that they have in some parts of this year, they're going to torch you. I mean, K.J. Hill after the ball is as good of a player as they'll face this year. Paris Campbell, same thing. And so those guys, I mean, they get the ball, you got to get them to the ground. They get the ball, generally it's going to be a first down. So, I mean, it's a hard – it's a hard matchup for them. To me, the biggest part of, about how Husker fans will feel about this game still falls on Nebraska's offense, though, because I think a lot of people have kind of settled on an opinion on the defense and sort of have this idea like, well, they are what they are. It's it's not going to get turned around in the next month. You know, that that's a process that's going to take a while. But I think if this offense can go in there and have a game where they do put up 31 points, say you lose 48-31, but you're moving the ball up and down the field on Ohio State, I mean, there's quite a lot of they're, – they're starting to pile up the data that Frost's offense can, can get it done against these Big Ten schools with a lot of these young skill guys coming back. Um, I think that'll keep people pretty enthused if it's that type of game by the offense. What, what do you guys make of kind of – Ohio State's coming into this game at a really weird place where you've got the stuff with Urban Meyer's health. There's been a lot of questions about whether or not he's going to be back next year at all. Off a bye week, off a loss to Purdue. There's just a lot of things going on where, on the one hand, I could say, okay, they're coming in a really distracted team. There's a lot of other things going on. At the same time, it feels like one of those games where you know Urban Meyer can kind of rally guys and say, you know, we're going to control what we can control go out and win this game. I mean, it's – what are you guys going to make of things? Because it seems like I, I could go either way on kind of how Ohio State's going to be coming into this game. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, the the part of me that thinks that Nebraska has a chance in this thing is that they have to get out of the first quarter without just feeling like they're out of the game. And that's been impossible the last two times they played. They actually led, I want to say, in 2012. 17-7. Yeah, at the end of the first quarter. And then it flipped on them where Ohio State ran the same three plays and Bo Pelini couldn't figure out any of those three plays. And they just did that to the finish. I, I suspect that Ohio State will come out pretty angry. But it's one of those things, if Nebraska gets the ball first, look – Let's say they get the ball first and they have their vintage first possession drive and they're up 7 nothing. They somehow get a stop. Doesn't all of the weight of the world go on to Ohio State with everything going on over there at the moment? Or am I oversimplifying? No, you're right. I, I think that we can understand this from covering Nebraska through the years. There's been ex- times when there's been expectations on Nebraska at home to do something. And when you're d- out there down on the field near the end of the game and it's tense – you can like it's almost toxic like you can feel like just this negative energy that just overcomes the stadium i have to think that's how it would be at the horseshoe which is honestly if no one's ever been there it's probably the closest venue to me to memorial stadium it's it's kind of similar i know it's a different shape and such but um the, the it has a feel very much like memorial stadium so i i think if there's a um if this is a seven point game or closer at halftime and Nebraska's kind of hanging around mid-third quarter. I am really interested if 
you see an Ohio State receiver maybe drop a pass, you know, right in his hands, stuff like that that you sometimes see in those kind of games. Even if they can't win, who has to have a big game this weekend? Um, Ozigbo uh, has to get uh, – I think he needs a 100-yard day, like, to, if this is going to be, like, an upset special. Like, he needs to have, like, 125 yards where they really get him going, the pass is feeding off it, I'll say him. Yeah, I, I think I think Nebraska's got to run the ball. I, I would say Zingbo too. Um, you know, I, I think that he's been playing really well, uh, playing with a lot of confidence. But they they need to control the clock a little bit or as much as they can with that running game. I think. I'll go on the defensive side of the ball. Mo Berry continues to play uh, downhill and is able to get into the backfield a couple times, helps slow down that rushing attack, and forces Ohio State, who's very good passing, to stay one dimensional. That could help Nebraska out too. Uh, especially and keeps that game closer, I think, in that regard. Let's go to uh, let's go to prediction time. Do we want a bold prediction this week? Yeah, we'll we'll go bold and game prediction. Brian, choose your order. All right, I'll uh, I'll go with my game prediction first, as my brain thinks up <laughs> a bold prediction. He wants the ball. He's going <laughs> to score. Not only does he want the order of which who gets to yeah. pick what, now he wants to decide whether we're doing game or bold Jeez, first. Goldilocks. The guy is just <laughs> insane. <laughs> I very much am insane, and I will say Ohio State 48, Nebraska 30. I already said kind of how I feel this the game's going to be formatted. I think Nebraska's going to move the ball. I just don't trust Nebraska's defense. Let's see, a bold prediction. I will say Nebraska's defense – okay, I'm going I'm to say Lamar Jackson gets a pick. Ooh, mm. And uh, there's kind of a moment where it's like, oh, yeah, okay, this could happen, and then it doesn't happen. But that's my bold prediction. <laughs> All right, well, uh, well, staying with Brian's order, okay. I'll go with a 45-31 score. Okay. And my bold prediction, Nebraska zero turnovers on Saturday. Wow. If they have zero turnovers, I think they're, they're going to have zero turnovers and still lose that badly? Oh, yeah. Okay. They're in the game at least, though. Yeah, I didn't yeah. say zero turnover on you're, downs. You're seeing a, I just late, said zero. a late score to make that scroll yeah. a little bit better for Ohio State. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say Ohio State 40, Nebraska 28, predicting a Nebraska cover. And bold prediction. I. It's hard to come up with these every week just because I've been so – Right on with these bold predictions. So you feel so much week. pressure. I'm like the Joe DiMaggio of bold predictions. Um, you're at what four? He went to 56. Yeah, yeah. you guys are real similar. It's not like you're the Chris. <laughs> that's Getz that's of half bold the season. That's more than he did. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Take that, Joe DiMaggio. Take that, Joe DiMaggio. Um, I think for my bold prediction, I'm going to say that. Nebraska's defense gets four sacks in this game. Four? Four Man. sacks. Where is that coming It's just going to be big max for everybody. Didn't they just get two against Bethune-Cookman? Yeah, four. And they're going to double against Ohio State? Bold. You think Dwayne Haskins is Drew Bledsoe back there? Yep, just like a Peyton, late career Peyton Manning. All right. You want a double bowl prediction? Who gets those sacks? Uh, just give us one. One guy. Oh, uh, give me one for one for Gifford. Okay. Give me give me a Carlos Davis. Oh wow. Give me a Mo Berry on a blitz right up the middle. Be his first one of the year. Yep. Is he gonna start in Soldier we're, Field? We're going bold. And uh 
DiCaprio Boodle off of a corner blitz. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. If DiCaprio Boodle gets a sack and they don't finish with four, I'm counting it as a, okay. as a correct okay, one. Okay, that's my prediction. Well, there you have it. DiCaprio Boodle with a sack, Nebraska with a loss. Everybody gets <laughs> a big Lamar Jackson nice. with the pick. <laughs> Lamar we got everything out. No, no turnovers. It's going to be a wild, wild morning. We should have drank this early in the morning. Yeah, we're getting after it here. All right, well, we'll be back with you with another Hypecast edition next week when Nebraska takes on the great beard of Lovey Smith and Illinois, who appears to be a sinking ship for the 70th year in a row.